You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, thanks for joining me for this episode. Got a lot to get into. Uh, we got some NBA news and their plan on uh, resuming the regular season and starting the playoffs. MLB season possibly uh, being skipped this year. And then uh, recap the last dance. Uh, last couple episodes were a couple weeks ago. Uh, my new quarantine watch list. Uh, HBO Max, uh, the debut of that app and how that's going on. And then uh, Peacock has a new app as well, uh, which is NBC's version of Netflix. Um, and then I finally watched Uncut Gems as well. So get into those things there. Um, so I'll start with the NBA. Um, as we know, um, the season got cut short when uh, COVID-19 just got out of control and so now the NBA is trying to figure out a plan they so far they're trying to vote on what they want to do if they want to completely skip the playoffs or or not skip the playoffs skip the regular season the remaining regular season and then whoever is in the playoffs during that time then those seeds will be what the regular standings ended as but then they also want to do a like kind of a group stage, like how the World Cup does. They they get different groups and um, then they play for seeding and stuff, because uh, they want to give opportunities to those teams that are kind of on the outside looking in, as far as the playoffs. Because you got one through eight for East and West. But then, what do you do with the teams that are like nine through twelve or whatever? Maybe they're a few games back from a playoff spot. So you got to give them a chance and an opportunity to still make the playoffs. And then apparently there's like this, there's this elaborate plan by the NBA uh, to get Zion Williamson, um, rookie for the Pelicans, to get him into the playoffs because you know he's the next best star and a lot of people want to see him play. Um, so they're trying to think of this elaborate plan to give him an opportunity, and they might do this, do that with this uh, playing round for like the final, the final two spots, uh, which would be pretty interesting. Uh, you'd have the Pelicans competing with the Spurs, I believe, and then also the the Portland Trailblazers, who were right there, uh, pretty close to a playoff spot, and I believe the Kings as well in the West. But I don't think you would do it with the teams in the East because those teams are I think they're about five six games back of the eighth spot, and then in the West they're only a couple games back. So uh, it would make more sense to just do it for the West, but you got to do it for the East too if you're already doing it for the West. Then there was also talk about them wanting to. Uh, get rid of the conferences for this year, which has been in the works, or it's been talked about, I guess, for the uh, last few years, where they're just do uh, the top 16 teams, regardless of conference, and then you you do the playoffs like that based on overall seeding and standings. So you can have two Western Conference teams. You can have the Clippers and the Lakers playing in the finals, or two Eastern Conference teams playing each other. So you're guaranteed to have like the best teams playing against each other regardless of which conference that they're in and that's and that's a great idea and you can start that by doing that this year since this is kind of a mess uh the nba had talked about but if they do get rid of those uh they they had talked about different sites like las vegas you got the western teams staying in las vegas and playing there and then they, they're allowed to bring their families and they don't have to travel everywhere they could just play right there with the with the western teams and then uh the eastern teams are going to go to orlando 
Disney World and they'll play each other there. They could take their families. And then for the finals, they would probably play at a neutral site uh, to, you know, limit travel and stuff. They Maybe they go somewhere in Texas. Um, but, you know, you would want – it would be – it would make more sense for the NBA to just – not have a playing game for like the last couple seeds and just lock it in whoever was top eight in each conference just to eliminate travel for those bottom teams who didn't have a chance of winning the championship anyway and then you keep them the teams who were already going to make the playoffs right and then you send them to the east and and the west orlando and then vegas and then we just do it that way so you limit travel and then you limit how many people are actually going to be in contact with each other and traveling and then you basically just have uh, the players and their families come because if you don't let the players go and then you want to keep them there, they're going to end up leaving and trying to go with their family. So I think that's the best way they can do it. Um, but if the season resumes and, I mean, the f- first few games, they're going to have to have some some games before the playoffs start because there's going to be a lot of rested players because you know some of them don't have gyms at their house. I know some of them do, and some of them have been breaking rules and like sneaking workouts here and there, or practicing at high school gyms and stuff like that. But the product is not going to look good for a couple weeks, probably. And so someone might lose the first round of the playoffs if they started right away because they're not, you know, they don't have the legs under them. And you could have some really weird results there, and it, it would, you'll just have a bad product. So I think they got to have some playing games. Maybe they can do. Maybe they could lock in each conference at eight, right? And then they have like like a week of playing games for for seedings. Even though they're in the playoffs already, they just have it for seedings. So then basically the regular season doesn't completely matter, but then it does in the sense that those are the teams that are going to be you know, playing for the seeding. So then you could do like just one game or two, like a three-game series or something for everyone and then figure out the seeding that way. And then, um, then if there's a tie, it'll go based off of the regular season standings. And then the team with the better regular season record, they get that higher seed in the event of a tie. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of things on the table for them. Um, but there's also reports that not all the owners want to bring, want to come back and bring uh, basketball back because they'll miss out on the ticket sales, on – um, concessions and you know merchandise and all that stuff and parking and so they're basically there's I mean they're still losing money either way you know since no one's going to be there so there's some concern there and uh, baseball the MLB they're they're just kind of, it's kind of a mess right now uh, this could really affect the sport in the future uh, because they the owners are trying to offer the players a pay scale that's on a sliding scale so some guys will get cut will get i think it was like mike trout or something he's making like 35 million i believe and he's going to be slated to make 7 million this season based off of this cut that the owners are offering i mean the oakland a's they're they hadn't even been paying their rent they deferred it a few months so they owe 1.2 million in rent and uh, they're also cutting their minor league players because they don't want to pay them they pay their players four hundred dollars a week and so they're cutting them so they're not making any money right now and you know some other minor league players are getting cut from their teams and 
Um, so a lot of people are losing their jobs, and the players are, are going to be losing their money, lots of money. And so now the players are not going to agree to that. Uh, they haven't agreed to it. They said it's just downright disrespectful. So if they can't come to an agreement, there's not going to be a baseball season. There's already some players coming out there that are saying it's not likely that we're going to play baseball this season because, you know, we don't want to take that big of a pay cut considering how risky it is for you to come back and, and be in contact with other people and then traveling all over the place and stuff. Um, so they can, you know, you can get sick. You're risking your life, basically. And then you're doing it for way less money. But then the owners aren't going to be making money either because of, you know, the ticket sales and concessions and merchandise and all that stuff. So there's a there's a problem there. I, I don't personally, I think I don't think uh, the season uh, will resume for Major League Baseball. Um, they've recommended some like shortened season, but it, then it, it'll end in Christmas during Christmas, I believe. And they'll have uh, the World Series in December. And then, like, the NBA with their new structure, their, the NBA Finals will end uh, in late September. So then you'll have NBA in September, NFL, and then uh, you'll still have baseball. And then you'll have baseball and football you know, playing into the winter. But uh, I don't think baseball is going to start back up Unless the owners agree to give, you know, give the players more of their money than what they were currently offering, uh, but the players' association for the MLB is very strong, so things are are finally starting to open up. Um, you know, it's about time. I think most places are in phase one, or some places just just went for it and just opened up malls and stuff like that. I mean, here in Oregon, um, we I still can't go to a restaurant, even though some of them are open. Some of them aren't really following the guidelines, um, so I haven't. I've avoided that and still doing takeout and stuff. Uh, but you know, I I've watched a lot of stuff already on TV and you know, there's different apps, so I'm running out of stuff to watch. Um, so glad that things are opening up. I really want to go to the movies again, you know. Go into the theater, it's all dark, you get some popcorn, a soda, maybe a cider or a beer. And yeah, I just love going to the movie theater. Um, so I really miss that. And I miss I miss getting coffee. Just like going somewhere in public and getting some coffee. Like that's just, I don't know, that's awesome. Uh, just simple stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so things are opening up, so we'll start to do that again. Uh, some things I've been watching on uh, Netflix. Uh, Black as Fuck, starring Rashida Jones. Uh, the same writers who wrote uh, Blackish. I never watched that show, but this one on Netflix, Black as Fuck, is hilarious. It's so good. Um, highly recommended. Love Rashida Jones. Uh, she was in Parks and Rec, and she recently did Angie Tribeca with Steve Carell. She was also in The Office for a bit. Uh, she does a lot of directing, a lot of writing. Uh, daughter of Quincy Jones, if you didn't know that. Her sister actually dated Tupac. Uh, when he was killed uh, in 96. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, she's really good at what she does, and uh, she's pretty funny in that show. Uh, the Peacock app that uh, NBC released, uh, it's, I think they're going to have... That's where The Office will go to for streaming, and Parks and Rec is there. 30 Rock is also there. It's a good app for you know shows that you want to, like reruns and stuff like that. I don't think they're doing their own original 
shows or movies, but they might be. Um, I got it free on Xfinity, their X1 thing that was on there. It's kind of clunky of an app, uh, but, you know, it has it has good shows on there that you could just leave on in the background or, you know, or if you haven't watched them, you could check them out. Uh, there are ads, though. There's some 30-second, 15-second commercials here and there. It's like watching a video on YouTube. There's just a commercial every every so often, and they're usually like State Farm commercials. So that's kind of annoying, but I do like that when you're when you're watching your I was binging 30 Rock uh, last weekend and you know how Netflix when you watch like three episodes of something in a row and it asks you hey are you still being worthless or are you gonna get up and do something so this app though uh, it it just plays automatically even after a few episodes it doesn't ask you any questions it just keeps going it doesn't judge you it just lets you watch all day if that's what you want to do um, so that's good. Uh, HBO Max, that app uh, was released a couple days ago. Um, and so now HBO basically has three apps. They have HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO Max. HBO Go is supposed to be for if you have HBO through your TV provider and then you log in with your t TV provider through HBO Go. And HBO Max, it's a standalone HBO app and it has all the same stuff that HBO Go does, but it's if you don't have it through your provider. So that's like the newer version. And then HBO Max is like their newest where they have old stuff. They have like Cartoon Network stuff and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, I think they have uh, they have Friends now. They bought Friends and then they're going to do a Friends reunion special on there. That's going to be unscripted, so I don't know how that's going to go. Um, so they have all this stuff, but if you have HBO now... Uh, you get access to HBO Max, and your app is supposed to automatically upgrade to the new version. I know I'm saying HBO a lot. Um, there's a drinking game. Every time I say HBO, take a shot. Uh, anyway, so it's supposed to automatically upgrade to HBO Max. So uh, then you get access to all that extra stuff, and you don't have to shoot. You don't have to pay for different plans. Um, their app is pretty awesome. I I got it on my phone. And there's just a whole library of that has everything HBO has ever made, and then they're gonna make their own uh, content that's for HBO Max only. But if you already have HBO now, then you, you get both of them. Um, and it's very easy to use. I like the interface on that app. It's it's nice. Uh, but I have a problem on my TV. It's the HBO now. It doesn't have an update yet, and it hasn't like fully automatically updated to. Uh, the HBO Max version, so I have to put it on my phone, and then I screen share it, and onto the TV, and then that's how I watch it. Uh, but yeah, it's a great app. I know a lot of people had issues with it the first day, which most most of these apps now have uh, a bunch of issues. Like Disney Plus had some, and and Hulu probably has a bunch of them too. Uh, so yeah, this is the start of uh, those different streaming wars. You know how all these different companies want to have their own content so there's a if you want to watch something that they make you got to fucking pay for it or you got to get a free trial it's just i'm gonna keep saying this i want everything bundled up in one i pay like 35 or 75 a month and i get an internet package and then i get all the all i get access to all these apps it's all in one app and i can watch whatever the hell i want i don't have to worry about some contract that paramount is in or nbc is in or they got to buy the rights from an old show or something i don't want to have to deal with that so then now 
so like some of my favorite shows, like I love The Office, and now The Office is going to leave Netflix and go on to Peacock app, which I guess I have access to. But the fact that it's changing, like what if I didn't have access to it? Then I got to get another app. And then I'd be like Seinfeld, but they don't show it on TV anymore when I have cable. So now it's on Hulu, but I don't have Hulu. So that if I want to watch Seinfeld, I got to get Hulu. And then if I really want to watch reruns of Friends because it's off of Netflix, then I got to go on fucking HBO Max. Luckily, I have access to these, but these are, you know, really first world problems. And it's a small annoyance in my life that I'm going to make a big deal about. Um, so moving on from that, sorry for my rant. Uh, they had a watchathon on Xfinity. They do it uh, once a year. I love this thing because you get access to everything. You get Showtime, you get Stars, you get HBO, you get uh, Hulu, you, Amazon. You can watch all this different stuff that you normally don't have access to. So I, I usually don't pay for uh, Hulu. So I just picked a bunch of shows on Hulu and I just just binged them. Uh, they made a new version of High Fidelity, uh, that movie that came out in two thousand. Uh, starring John Cusack and uh, Jack Black was in there too, and Lisa Bonet. And uh, he owns a record shop and he's just going over his breakups. It's a great movie, one of my favorite movies. Well, they did a remake show of it with Zoe Kravitz, and it was like the female version of it, and it was beautifully done. I love that show. It was so good. She was, she was just awful in it though. She was just like a shitty person in it, but uh, she did a great job though. Um, and I thought the writers did a good job of. They it's very similar to the movie. There's even similar scenes and stuff, but it has like a new twist to it. Like you know, oh, this is what it's like in 2020. You know, if you understand that part of it. Um, so it was it was really good, and the similarities were were really fun for me because at first I didn't want to I didn't want to watch because I'm like I don't want to watch like a remake of it. You know, the original was so good. Like I don't want to watch it. But they actually consulted with the original. Uh, team and then I think John Cusack actually helped with it too so it was really well done I recommend it it was funny it was good I'm into it and I watched the whole first season um, and then I think they're the next season's coming out uh, next year and then I also watched uh, Little Fires Everywhere I watched one episode uh, it was really good it's starring uh, Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington and it's kind of about you know race relations in the United States and uh, Reese Witherspoon is from like a wealthy family, and uh, Carrie Washington, you know, she's kind of struggling, going from job to job and town to town. And her daughter becomes friends with Reese Witherspoon's daughter and her, you know, her other kids as well. Um, so yeah, it just really focuses on how uh, people could be living in the same area and they're different races and different classes, and uh, they live completely different lives and they don't know it. And then when they intersect, you know, pe they really they realize what the other person's like and stuff. Um, but it was really good. I, yeah, I only watched one episode. They're about an hour long and then, um, the watch a thon thing ended. So I didn't have access to it after, but, um, that highly recommended. And I was uh, definitely intrigued by that. Um, so I finished watching the last dance, uh, the 10 part documentary series on, it's basically about Michael Jordan, but they want to pretend like it was about the Chicago bulls and their last run in the 90s when they beat the Utah Jazz and then you know Jordan retired after that it was just a 10-hour commercial for Michael Jordan and his Jordan brand um, I loved it though and I would watch it again but you know it's not a true documentary when Michael Jordan has a final say 
in what gets put in there and how everything goes. And then if someone else says something about him, he has a chance to respond to it. And those other people don't get to uh, respond to his response. So it's like, hey, man, like I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you my story in, you know, from my point of view, but then there's some stuff I don't really want to tell you. I don't want to talk about all that stuff, but I'll, I'll tell you like the good stuff. But it just seemed like, you know, even it was good and, you know, I, I loved it and I, I would recommend it. Not the best sports documentary, though. The best sports documentary is OJ Made in America. That one is great. Uh, but this one, you know, it was good and I just, yeah, didn't like that. He obviously wasn't truthful about everything. He talked about uh, Isaiah Thomas and the Dream Team, and he said that he didn't say that he didn't want Isaiah Thomas on Dream Team, which everyone knows they had beef. So I know for a fact that he said that. Like there was rumors that he said he didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the team, you know, because Isaiah Thomas and him had beef. the The Pistons were always beating up on the Bulls, and then Jordan finally broke through and beat him. Uh, but yeah, there's no way he didn't say that. And then there was another thing about the flu game. You know, in the finals against the Jazz, he had the famous flu game uh, where he had a great game and they beat the Jazz that game. Uh, but apparently, it all comes out now. Like, this story didn't come out before, but apparently it was food poisoning. He says that... Now, I've been, I've been looking into this a lot. He said that he was poisoned by a pizza. He got food poisoning because they put something in the pizza. He said he ordered... Um, he ordered from a local place, and he was staying at the Marriott in Salt Lake City. And then that someone brought up the pizza, and then that there was five guys who brought him the pizza. And that one of the people that was with Jordan said, hey, I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this. So he was in his room with his security team, his nutritionist, his agent. He's got a whole squad up there. Don't you think it's kind of weird that if he has a security team whose job his their sole job is to protect Michael Jordan, why the hell would they allow five people deliver a pizza to his room, you know, not knowing who they are and then knowing that they know that that's Michael Jordan ordering pizza? you are susceptible to like robbery or something and then they know where you're staying why wouldn't they go down as a security team split up go down bring the pizza up from the lobby there's no way they would allow someone to bring and you and is he staying in like some random small room at the marriott there is no way he was just like on the second floor like hey yeah yeah bring up the pizza bring the pizza to the room and then oh yeah there's five guys there you know like that that's ridiculous. Why would they allow themselves to be outnumbered there when their only job is to protect Michael Jordan, right? So that sounded made up. And then there was reports that he wasn't staying in Salt Lake City or at the Marriott. He was staying in Park City, Utah. And it wasn't like a hotel hotel, like a Cheney place. It was um, this place where he rented the whole top floor. And they were looking for something. He says he, they were looking for something to eat, and there was only one pizza place open. So, you know, there's a lot of questions there, right? Um, but then there was also a rumor that, you know, Salt Lake's close to Vegas. He likes to gamble a lot. And he just took the private jet, went to Vegas, you know, had kind of a crazy night, and was hungover. So that's what I kind of believe that story. Because then 
I was listening to the Dan Patrick show and this guy calls in and he says that he knows the guy who made the pizza for Michael Jordan. And it was at a pizza hut, I want to say. And this guy was a manager, right? And then he got a call and they said, hey, we got a pizza um, that wants to be delivered at the Marriott. And they're like, oh, everyone in town knows that the Bulls stay at the Marriott. This must be – I'm a Bulls fan, and I this must be for Michael Jordan. He just – apparently he just knew. And he was the only guy that was a, a, a Bulls fan at the Pizza Hut. And he said that he had just been promoted manager, and he wanted to – he said, oh, I'll take this pizza. I'll, I'll deliver it because I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm also just a new manager, and I want to show, like, hey, I'm taking initiative or whatever. I don't know. It, it sounded weird. And he said that he took one guy with him. It wasn't five guys. He took one. They didn't have five guys working there at the time. And he said he got to the top floor, and uh, he, he delivered the pizza to the room. So apparently that was a thing. And he they opened the door. It was, they believe it was agent. And, you know, they're like, hey, can we say hi to Mike? And they opened the door a little bit, and there was a bunch of cigar smoke. And Michael Jordan had a cigar, and he just, like, said, hey. And then they, they paid. It was a $15 pizza. Apparently it was um, it was a thin crust and pepperoni pizza or something, and then you know he gave him a twenty and he said keep the change, and that was it. There's no way you could get food poisoning off of a pizza, unless like someone put something weird in there, but I I just don't believe that part of it. And then there was another story that, because I I wanted to know why there was. There was only one pizza, and there was a bunch of people in there. Why would Jordan like? Why wouldn't he just order a couple pizzas for everybody else, right? But apparently, they had eaten without him before, and Jordan was mad about that. So then he spit on the pizza. He's like, "Fine, you guys want to eat without me?" And he spit on the pizza, so he's the only one that could eat it, and then he ate it. Like that's some psycho shit right there. That's crazy. Uh, So then there was another story there was another report someone else called into another radio show i was listening to i forgot um but he said he knew someone who worked close to the chicago bulls team and that he said michael jordan was embarrassed that he said it was um it was woman like what he was feeling where what he was sick from which is a weird thing to say by the way so then that he said that uh the guy he knew that worked close to the team said it was uh altitude sickness and you know, which can take a couple days to recover from, and you know, I think that sounds more realistic, you know, than the food poisoning. But I, I, I what I kind of believe the gambling one. Maybe he was hungover, but he didn't look hungover, so maybe it was an altitude sickness. Um, I definitely don't think it was the pizza. Uh, but Jordan's smart in what he's doing, though. He, it, you know, it was just after. This documentary, this is why I say it was a commercial, because after the documentary, a commercial was released by Jordan Brand, and it, and it and it's him holding the ball in the 84, or he, he was like a rookie, I think he was in the dunk contest or something, and then it shows his whole career evolving, and it shows him buying the Hornets, and then it, it, it shows him signing Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, all these different athletes to his brand, and it says like, oh, we're not finished, and it shows like, hey, we're in golf, we're in, we're in NASCAR, we're in all these companies, we're everywhere. People were still fighting for my shoes and spending $150. Like, I'm still here, you know. And then, of course, he wanted to release it now. And then he wanted a final say. So he wanted, in every story that they told, like, some of these stories actually ended up being made up. 
uh, people that were like part of those stories end up saying like, hey, that's not actually true. That's not what happened. That's just what Jordan's saying because uh, he had the final say so he could just, you know, make stuff up. And in every story, it always seemed like, hey, the odds are stacked against me, but I found a way because I'm MJ. Nobody wants it more than me. I'm the best. So you know what? You should buy the stuff that I have because I'm the best. But, you know, the way he's – he's I only saw him like towards the end of his career when he was with the Washington Wizards um, when he came back after his second retirement. And he was already old. He was still, you know, MJ, and there was he was like a superhero. Like he could do no wrong, right? Even at that advanced age. And I mean, he's still like that. But whenever other people talk about him, people who watched him in his prime and stuff, it's like he's he's not even real. He's just like he's in his own class as an athlete. It's just him, and then everyone else is even is further down. Even if he doesn't have the most championships of any athlete or coach or anything, he's just still he's just great. You know, he's just the best. No one will ever match him. So he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's just going to keep continuing building that brand because he has this really strong brand, and his shoes are always sold out whenever they're re-released. They're the same shoes. We've been buying the same shoes forever, but we want the next ones, even though they're like those came out recently already. You know, so... Uh, but, you know, it was good. It was good, and I would recommend watching that. Uh, but just know that not everything is true. There's a new show on Netflix called Space Force. Uh, it's starring Steve Carell, and then it's you know from the writers of Parks and Rec and uh, The Office, Greg Daniels, and you know it's about you know Trump had that plan with the Space Force. He was going to assemble. He wanted to rule space. Well, this is you know this is a show, a, a spoof of it basically. Um, so I watched the first episode yesterday. I fell asleep halfway through, but I'm going to give it another chance. John Malkovich is also in it. Lisa Kudrow plays uh, Steve Carell's wife. Uh, ben Schwartz is in it. Late, uh, Fred Willard is in it. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it another chance and uh, try to watch it and give my opinion. Uh, Netflix also has Uncut Gems now, uh, starring Adam Sandler. And it's a way different role uh, than you're normally seeing Adam Sandler in. He plays this shady... A jeweler in New York City, and you know uh, he has a deal with he does a deal with Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett comes in his shop, and you know he owes different people money, and people are kind of falling around. Man, it starts off and it's crazy. Like there's just there's stuff going on already, like in the beginning, um, and he gets this gem, and you know he's trying to make a profit off of it, basically. And you know when this first came, I've I've been wanting to see this for a while, and it's now it's free on Netflix. Uh, but there was a lot of Oscar buzz when this first came out, and uh, I thought he was going to get nominated for it, even though I didn't see it because you know, a lot of people had been saying that. Uh, but I watched it, and it was one of his best roles, I think, um, You know, considering just how crazy it was and how different of a role it was uh, that he's been in. But it was just uh, it was just messy. It was a lot going on. Uh, but I liked it, and then it had a kind of an abrupt ending. Uh, I would have liked to see a different ending, but you know, it happens. Uh, so that is new there on Netflix, uh, so I recommend that. Uh, I watched a new show on HBO. It's called uh, I Know This Much To Be True, uh, based on a novel of the same name. Uh, it has Mark Ruffalo in it, who he plays. I forget what his main character's name is, but um, he plays twin brothers, basically. And, uh, you know, one of them, he has a mental health issue, and... Um, you know, he's the older, I think he's the older one by a couple minutes or something. Uh, but yeah, he's basically just trying to take care of him, and but he gets put into an institution, and it's 
it's a heavy, heavy show. Um, two episodes in, I think there's four or five already on HBO. Uh, Catherine Hahn is in it. He plays, uh, she plays his ex-wife. Um, but you know, it's pretty heavy. It's really sad, and uh, yeah, it's you got to be in the right mindset, I guess, uh, to watch it. But really good, and it actually it took a while to get to get made. I know there was a lot of different names attached to it. Um, it I think they first were trying to make it in 2015, I believe, but then um, everything kind of stalled. And then uh, then Mark Ruffalo had read the book, and he really liked the book, um, so he was trying to find out what happened, and then he decided to produce it. And then he was like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll be the main characters in it and stuff. And, um, yeah, it took him a while to get on, but once he did, he had to do all kinds of stuff and uh, just to get it made. So now it's finally made, and, you know, it's, it's really good. Moving on to other stuff, uh, you know, this I'm recording this on uh, May 30th, and uh, we had, you know, there was just been a couple killings of, of unarmed black men. There was uh, George Floyd uh, a couple days ago, and, you know, where that officer had his knee on his neck, and uh, he's saying he couldn't breathe, and, you know, he died, and there was people recording stuff, and, and now... Minneapolis was basically burned down and a lot of looting and stuff. Uh, yeah, they they brought the city down. They said they wanted the uh, the officer and the other officers involved to be charged with murder and arrested and all that. Um, so there was crazy riots, like just nuts, man. Burnt they burned down the police department. They just uh, they broke into city hall and they're just destroying everything. And uh, but then they they arrested the officer and charged him with murder. And manslaughter. Uh, I don't think they ended up arresting the other cops, or as of this recording, I don't believe so. Uh, but that cop is actually married to his partner's sister, and then his sister recently filed for divorce. I th- I think or I think yesterday, and then the officer who killed George Floyd. They were both security guards at a bar. For like a few years, I think they were actually co-workers for a few years. So there's like there's got to be some more history there. There's something there. I haven't heard more about that, but there's probably more facts and more details that'll come out after that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of protests, you know, going around right now. Uh, I think you know here where I live, there was there was some last night, and they they just destroyed Five Guys. Man, I love Five Guys. You know, they, they give a lot of fries and stuff. Leave five guys out of this. They destroyed, uh, like, Sprint and T-Mobile and some other stores and, uh, I think, Starbucks and then just burned a bunch of stuff in the city and tagged stuff. And uh, Atlanta's on fire. They're just burning down cars and destroying police cars and stuff. Houston, Texas is going crazy. Louisville, there was a killing there a couple weeks ago for, like, a no-warrant raid. And uh, there was seven people shot. One, one woman was shot eight times and was killed by a few cops. And FBI's investigating that. Uh, there was uh, a killing in Georgia where they killed that the jogger, um, and you know th- those two guys were charged with murder too. But you know, here my thoughts on the on the protests. Like, I get it if you want to protest, uh, you know, silently and stuff like that. Well, you know, we had Kaepernick protesting, guy taking a knee, and people had an issue with that. You know, it was a right. You know, it's, and it's your right to have an issue with both sides, but I just feel like, God, we're arguing about stuff all the time. And with the cop 
killing like that should even be political I, like that dude just ki killed that guy like on camera you could see he was he killed him like come on he killed him you know and it, apparently it was for a fake check it was the same thing that happened to Eric Garner he was selling who cigarettes he's saying he can't breathe and they just killed him so it's it you know it, it obviously has to stop but you know I think the way these protests go it's you know the peaceful protests you know obviously a lot of stuff isn't happening what these people want who are protesting what everyone wants is the officer should be arrested and charged with murder which he was today but then you're still seeing these other protests burning buildings down in their own towns and then looting these stores and i think it, it takes away from what the main message is i think and i think those people who are protesting by looting and burning down buildings I don't think those those people are actually protesters. I think those people are actually just taking advantage of the actual protest, and then they're ma they're painting a bad light on all the protesters as a whole, and they're just taking advantage of the situation. And I know there's other people who are saying like, "Hey, you know, that's not a right to say like how people are protesting or how we want them to protest because when white people protest, people are okay with it and people say that they're fine people." But you know. There's white people who are protesting this too and burning down buildings. I mean, most of the people who did it here where I live are, I mean, most of them were white. I think I saw like one or two black people on, on TV, but they weren't doing anything, you know? So it's just like these people who are taking advantage of the situation and using it as an excuse. And then you have everyone who has been quarantined and stuff. And like everyone has all this pent up energy and aggression and they're all fired up already, so then now they're just like, hey, I want to fuck some shit up. So I feel like some of these people are just looking for an excuse to do that and um, taking advantage of of the whole protest and the whole situation because now, you know, they, they charged one of the officers with murder and arrested him. And it looks like they might do that with the other officers, but, you know, now you have some small business owners and franchise owners who have to clean up the mess and... And, you know, now they have, like, lost businesses and stuff. And, like, there was already a lot people were dealing with because a bunch of people losing jobs. And, and you know, no one has money to spend at these places. So all these restaurants and stuff have been closed for three months. And then they open up. Maybe they opened up in phase one. But now their buildings burned down or they have all this damage that they got to clean up and pay for. It's like, who do you think is going to pay for that? You think the cops are going to be the ones who are going to go down there and clean up stuff? You think all these other protesters are going to be doing that? No. It's going to be the business owners. It's going to be the common person who, who works for the city or something and has to clean up all this crap. So it's just like, I, I just don't get You're making it worse for other people. You're burning down buildings and businesses that are owned by people of color. That's defeating the whole purpose. It's like, aren't we supposed to build together and then you know fight the same fight? But then when people... Take advantage of the situation. That's what makes it worse. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just how, how you're responding to it. You know, the, the, the murder was obviously terrible and, you know, it shouldn't happen, but this these things keep happening, right? Um, you know, the one in Louisville, she was shot in, in her home. Um, and so, you know, and then the, the, you could be a jogger. You could just be out, you know, you could be falsely accused of something and then everything just gets out of control and you had that bird watcher in new york and then the other woman uh the woman was saying like i guess she was she wasn't walking her dog she was dragging him by the collar or whatever and the uh the bird watcher who was a black man said hey you know do you mind leashing your dog because you know those are park rules and she just lost it she's like i'm gonna call the cops and tell them that a a, a black man is is assaulting me or whatever 
and, just, and he was just recording her like okay dude like go ahead and do that and she ends up losing her job the cops went out there and uh said that you know i think they issued her a, a ticket or something for you know um calling a false call or something i don't know but i don't think they actually did anything but yeah she ended up losing her job now she's getting a bunch of death threats and yeah, it's just not good. And then after that, that's when the George Floyd thing happened. So it was just like a bunch of things happened like in last couple of weeks and everybody's pent up already from staying at home and then it just boiled over. Uh, but, no, thanks for joining me on this episode. I know there's a lot to take in, but um, stay safe from murder, hor- murder hornets because they're, they're here. They're everywhere. And, uh, yeah, if I don't know what else is going to happen this year, but it's crazy. Uh, please don't loot and burn a building down. And I guess if you're going to protest, just be smart about it. Uh, I wanted to mention the names of uh, the other two victims of uh, violence. It was Ahmaud Arbery was the one in uh, Georgia. was a jogger. He was killed by uh, the father and son. And then Breonna Taylor uh, was uh, the Louisville woman uh, who was shot in her home uh, by officers. And shot eight times, I believe, uh, on a no warrant search uh so thanks for joining me subscribe and share the podcast if you liked it uh if you didn't then that's fine too you can share it with other people say man i hate this podcast so much you have to listen to it so please listen to it um yeah thanks for joining me guys